Hey, fans, viewers, and listeners, welcome to another exciting episode of Fight Inside Podcast. I'm your co-host for today, Rain Cruz, also known as Ringside Rain, ring announcer for Up Next Fighting. And with me, as always, is Timmy B. Before we get started, please take a moment to follow and subscribe to us and also tell your friends about Fight Inside Podcast. Today, we will talk to the hottest new bantamweight in the UFC, discuss my night at Up Next Fighting, and President Sean Strickland, and a whole lot more. So, what are we waiting for? Tim, hit it! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fight Insight Podcast! internet has been so bad lately rain i don't know if there was a lag there or not i apologize to everybody if i've been yelling at my uh, internet subscriber for the whole last week okay uh our guest today put on a show stopping performance in shanghai just a few weeks ago with a first round tko stoppage that put the bantamweight division on notice now he is nine and three in his pro career this missouri native is looking to make a run to the title. And here at the Fight Insight Podcast, we know who to back. This is the man that needs to be on your radar. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Garrett Arnfield. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. There he is, Mr. Garrett Arnfield. How are you, sir? I'm doing amazing. Couldn't be better. Good, good. So before we started the podcast, I got introduced to your new kitten bear yeah and then like which, which hopefully good. we will see her at some point but when you were messing around with your camera it looked like there was something that said bear cave in your background oh yeah is yeah, that what i, I think made, it is yeah i made him a little uh a cat house look with, uh, yeah. yeah 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 look at that <laughs> it's like in the process of it yeah it's so cool actually Does, uh, like, i don't know how she quite she feels about it yet but um no yeah yeah is, is this She's your first older. is this your first cat garrett yeah, this is my first cat. Um, mm. I was going to get, uh, I was planning on getting a dog, but then I'm in an apartment. And honestly, like, I feel like having a dog in an apartment is really hard. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will you know? teach you, t- I will teach you something as a cat owner myself. I've had cats for a long time. Uh, uh, anything that you buy them, they will never touch. And it's the stuff that you don't want them to play with that will be their favorite. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, know. no, I've always, I got all these cardboard boxes that you can play with. Yeah. Nice. Like, nice. Stop. Like, okay. Whatever. At least you're occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Now, Garrett, congratulations on your fantastic win. Obviously, incredible Thank in you. Shanghai. How was it there, man? I, we had so many fan questions asking about the the environment in Shanghai and about like the the crowd there and how incredible it was. What did what were you feeling there in Shanghai? Yeah. So um, actually, this one was uh, in Singapore, not Shanghai. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Singapore. Yeah, did I write it wrong too? Did I say it wrong? Uh, Shanghai is not until December. I'm pretty sure. I think they're going to China in December. Oh, but um, I was in Singapore, and uh, yeah, Singapore was really cool. Um, I actually went down like three days earlier than we we're supposed to be there, so I was there for a total of ten days, and we uh, ended up getting a hotel just in the city, and. Um, so I got to spend like three or four days just kind of going through the city with one of my good friends, Evan Elder. He's in the UFC. He's a UFC lightweight. Super cool, dude. Um, it's like a super high tech city and everything's really new. Like there's no cars that are older than five years old, nice. um, which is really cool. Uh, just, everything's like up to date, super clean, no homelessness, no trash. Uh, just like the only like trade off for that is that there's like cameras everywhere. So pretty much like you're like on facial recognition as soon as you like go through customs, they like take a picture of your face. 
Yeah. Wow. And pretty much anywhere you go, you're being like watched. And so uh, we were just like on our best behavior and we just uh, had a good time because like, I don't want to want to get stuck in a Singapore jail cell. Hell no, no, not, not, a, great- not again, Garrett. Not again. Oh, oh not again. <laughs> Here's my cat, by the way. Oh, yeah. Say hi. Oh, my goodness. If you are not if you are not uh, if you're only listening to this podcast on audio, you better turn it on video quick so you can see Bear there. That was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, no, Singapore was awesome. Uh, I think the biggest difficulty was finding correct food to eat because uh, the UFC does give us meals, but they don't give us meals until uh, Tuesday of fight week. And I got there Saturday night. Right, right. And so that was hard going, finding like the street food and kind of going through and like finding food that I could just like eat that didn't have any sauce or like anything on it that I don't, I wasn't familiar with. Right, right. Um, So it was a great experience. It was really awesome. Everybody there was really nice. And also everybody spoke like four different languages. So it was either like English, Malaysian, excuse me, English, Malay, Mandarin, or um, I think it was one other one. But uh, maybe Cantonese, so maybe yeah, something. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was very easy to get around and see the city. Nice. Monday, we went to the fighter hotel. And the fighter hotel was like very resort like. And so it didn't really feel like you're in another country. It just kind of felt like you're just on a resort somewhere. Um, so that was like, it was so cool. And like, it was really nice. It just, I like being in the city. Like the city was a great experience. Um, but yeah, so Singapore was a great, it was, it was awesome. It's incredible. Uh, now you've experienced such a massive crowd in Singapore. Like it seemed like a very hyped up crowd. Of course, by the, by the main event, it was insane. But yeah. It seemed like an amazing crowd. Well, Garrett, uh, one rule of coming on the Fight Insight podcast is we demand that you fight Apex again. Do you understand? That I what? That you never fight the UFC Apex again. I only want you in big crowds. That'd be cool. Uh, I would like to as well. I think I did a decent job of like interacting with the crowd that hopefully they'll book me for like stadium shows again. That's yeah. That's um, the thing. You're such a showstopper. Your fight style is exciting. You put on great fights, great shows. And then you're great on, and you're great on the mic. You can't be talking to twelve guys in the apex. Like no, it's completely, it's completely different. Like at that yeah. point, you kind of just got to gear towards like the people you're talking to at home. Um, yeah. kind of just like look more into the camera, I guess. At that point, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I just had fun being there, and like I was just trying to take like every moment and um, kind of like truly really capitalize on every part. Like even if like it just like being extra on the mic or being extra like during the weigh-ins, just doing everything I possibly could. Because I really only have like one shot to be able to kind of show everybody like who I am to be like, oh, yeah, let's get this guy like let's let's build this guy up, you know. So I really took advantage of that and I tried to. Um, and it's crazy because like in general, I am like uh, I'm one of those people that like I'll talk to people I have to talk to. But like on the like I just like to be by myself, honestly, mostly I'm more like introverted, but I can be extroverted. Um and so, like, even when I was there at the event, like, I just, like, make an effort to go around and talk to every single person that is wearing a UFC shirt to try to get to know everybody because it's the same people that work every single event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was, it was good, like, networking with everybody and just, like, trying to, like, put forth an effort to be as exciting as I can be and try to be interactive and, like, make the UFC remember who I am so that whenever there's a big card and they need somebody on the preliminaries for now, then uh, they'll call Garrett Arnfield. That's true. Damn straight, man. That's that's exactly right. And uh, my good friend here, Ringside Rain Cruz, she just announced this weekend at uh, Up Next Fighting in California. She's their ring announcer. So 
ringside rain oh, that awesome. is good advice to you too right like make yeah. all the connections you can get to know those people because yeah you it's it's a family right these these organizations yeah. are family it's, yeah. yeah no it's the exact same people that work the entire events and like i've seen them before and like one guy remembered my name and i was like oh he's like yeah he's, we're at these every single time so it doesn't change <laughs> yeah yeah. Cool. No. yeah no it's good uh garrett I did want to ask you, what's the coolest thing about Garrett Armfield that people don't know? Oh, the coolest thing. Oh, man. Um, I'm a bartender, so that's pretty cool, I guess. I still bartend. Uh, bartend oh, at like an event center called Chicken and Pickle. So that's what I do during the <laughs> uh, yeah, Chicken and Pickle, right? Uh, that's what I do during the week. Um, and like on the weekends, whatever, like three or four shifts a week um that i'm the youngest of five kids actually everybody in my family uh including my parents we all did karate growing up because like karate was big karate was big in the 90s and early 2000s (laughs) so we actually all got our black belts through karate and so i did that and then i did kickboxing with uh, my older brother and my older sister the ones that are closest in age we all did kickboxing together and like my dad would like take us around like missouri in the midwest and just like go to little smoker shows and like fighting in crowds of cigarette smoke and whatnot at like eight years old. Yeah, yeah. So, why not? Yeah, back yeah, in so, back in the nineties, um, that was totally legitimate. That's fine. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, you know, I didn't like. There's like other people that have other interests because like, they did other sports, but I've just always done boxing, kickboxing, karate, all that stuff, and so that's like my entire life. So, um, I mean, that's like interesting about it is that I just have so many stories ever since I was like eight years old, seven years old, putting on my first pair of boxing gloves and. Um, to this point now yeah there you go well that's what makes you such a uh, a gentleman though or part of probably what makes you such a gentleman because you've been in martial arts your whole life growing up right and that's what a lot of people they see right when they put their kids in they get that level of respect and stuff like that i was just talking to a coworker that's trying to find a good place for their kid and we were like well yeah you got to find a place where the instructor or the coach or the sensei or whatever is you know disciplined right like that's what you want yeah exactly and you um I don't know. It's like, for example, I've never been in a street fight outside. I've never been in a fight outside of fighting. Except one time I was like a bouncer, I was a bouncer at a bar and I had to punch him, dude. But um, other than that, I've never been in a street fight. And so like, it's like a lot of things you see with kids is that like people that like, kids that are in martial arts, like they just don't ever really need to get into conflict. They don't need to feel like the, to prove themselves, mm-hmm. especially like from yeah. a young age, you know? Um, yeah. And it's like really important because like, I guarantee there's some gym owners out there where you can buy your belt, like in jujitsu. We're like, oh, like <laughs> yeah. it's like a four hundred dollar fee to level up. Well, I'm gonna pay six hundred dollars, level me up quicker. Like that, that is something that does happen. Yeah. Uh, like I train at Marathon MMA, where like it takes a long time to level up there, which is important. And like, um, I don't just like just all the kids. It's just like it's like a confidence builder. Uh, make them earn it. Like, and not only that, but like in turn, like they try harder in school. They just they, you know. They just become better kids, to be honest. Like, it sounds yeah. terrible as a day, but kids nowadays kind of suck. Like, they kind of, like, boss around their parents. They tell their parents what to do. They have a victim mentality, all these different things yeah. that they, they help, you know, how, how a lot of us weren't raised. Yeah. It seems like a new generation thing. Um, so, I think martial arts kind of brings that. Like, honestly, it's like, for example, like, I was scared of my parents, which, like, how everybody should be. I was scared of my parents. I was scared of my instructor. I didn't know how to talk to my instructor because it was always yes, sir, no, sir. That was it. That was the most yeah. conversation yeah. we had. And so I think that's important to, for like, I think kids should fear, um, not people, but they should fear 
like authoritative figures. They should have feared that. Like they should, it should, it's a respect thing, you know? Yeah. No, I agree with you a hundred percent. Garrett, my first martial arts instructor, I swear to God, I, I've said this before on the podcast. So you've probably heard it since you're a frequent listener, but yeah. my, my, <laughs> my first instructor, I swear to God, it was uh, the bad guy from karate kid, like John Kreese. Yeah. I, yeah, he, yeah. he looked identical to that dude. And anytime you did something wrong, rain, he would come over pressure point you in the neck and you'd be on the ground, like begging for mercy. Yeah. Like he was yeah, hardcore, he yeah. but he was hardcore, but, but I respected it. And I kept going back because you're like, like, it's a weird sense of you're like, yeah, but this is teaching me discipline. Even as, mm-hmm. as a young kid, I, I knew that that's something that was good for me. It was like, very strange. Yeah. Or like you're more afraid to not go back. Like you're more afraid. <laughs> he's to gonna come to my house at night, back. Garrett. I don't know what this guy's gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like oh shit, he's, he's gonna know. He's gonna know somehow. Yeah, yeah. I do see him. Like yeah, that was then the thing. Like, I, I ever got detention in school or got in trouble at school, I wasn't afraid of the discipline from my parents. It was the discipline that I was gonna get from my boxing coaches and my karate instructor. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like my parents would be like, okay, yeah, we're, we're gonna tell. His name was Mr. Smothers. Um, he's passed now, unfortunately. But they would be like, well, we're gonna tell Mr. Smothers, and you're gonna have to deal with it there. <laughs> and that was way worse than anything than whatever my parents could punish me. Yeah. With. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Garrett, normally I, I enjoy the conversation already. We normally do different things with our guests, but uh, you got a lot of fan questions that were very funny. And I tried oh, yeah. to like, I tried to like organize them <laughs> into some sort of flow, but it was like impossible. So I've picked out a few of them. Rain and I are going to uh, shout out a few of them back and forth. They're all mad here. You can answer these guys. All right, Rain, take it away with uh, question number one. All right, I'll go first. Well, this question is from Aaron's number two. What souvenirs did you bring back from Singapore? Oh, actually, I got some. Okay, actually, I got a couple of stuff right here. Oh, I got there we go. some Singapore coins. Ooh, uh, nice, yeah. nice. All right, uh, I got like a Singapore dollar, and then um, actually, I got this from my family that I ended up like eating myself. <laughs> <laughs> As this always but, happens. I got Japanese Kit Kats. What? Oh, nice. Wait, are those like matcha? It's, yeah, it's green tea, matcha. <gasps> oh, Rain loves her matcha. What? Send some over. Yeah, <laughs> these are good too. And then I got the other Japanese candy that I'm not quite sure. Uh, matcha oh, more too. matcha. Rain, he's throwing more it in matcha. your face. Yeah, it's matcha. <laughs> and um, other than that, like Singapore dollar. And then uh, another souvenir was uh, a win. So. Ah, uh, sweet, the sweet. I like how you do that. <laughs> yeah, but one that money can't buy. Yeah. Rain, Rain's too shy to ask. Knowing that you were coming on this podcast, did you bring her back a Hello Kitty? Because look at, I mean, she she only has oh, a couple. I didn't see those. I didn't see those. Um, you know, honestly, I don't even think I recall seeing Hello Kitties there while I was at the store. Uh, all right. All right. Next all time, right. though. Next time, I go, okay. next time I go, I'll bring you back. <laughs> and uh, I do want to say, because, hey, we said this pre- prior to the podcast, but in your background, again, come watch the, the video version of the podcast, but in your background, you've got the two posters from the two events you fought at. Yeah. And very cool. What you told us, which I've never heard before is that every fighter gets three copies of the poster, one with all the signatures and two yeah. plain. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. To my, to my friend, Brian, Bam Bam Barbarina. I want one of your posters. You must have thousands. <laughs> I want a goddamn poster, Brian. Uh, second question this is from at Sunny Chan three oh seven. Was there? Lo- <laughs> I like this one. Was there lots of promotion for Road to UFC Asia while you were there? Uh, I mean, like, nope. Um, what do you mean, like promotion? Like, yeah, let's put it this way, Garrett. 
There, there is nothing ever in North America about road to UFC. No. Asia. Oh, okay. So they mean like poster or like, okay. Like, like was there uh, anything like yeah. a poster, a sign, anything? No. The answer no. is no, Gary. Um, no, I'm going to say no. But social media wise, since my location was in Singapore, I did get more of it. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so right. yeah I think that's all location based. Um, I got that. And then also like they had, cause uh, they were the next day. Road to UFC. That's and what so I like, need. Yeah. So they had like all of the, uh, like their workout room and all that stuff was next to our workout area, our training room. Uh, yeah. But yeah, other than that, it was just mostly social media, which like, again, location based. I saw that. I didn't see any posters or any commercials, but um, social media yeah. advertisement. It's very strange, Garrett, because it was on the next day. You think that they would have at least mentioned it at least once on the broadcast, but they never talked about this tournament that's going on. So anyways, yeah. rain. Next question. All right. This one's from Zach Lindman. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? One horse-sized duck or 100? <laughs> I mean, is it all at the same time? Or are there waves? No, no. You get no 100 coming at you, man. No, there's no waves here. I mean, it could be, be an octagon. Here, I take, no, I would take the horse-sized freaking uh, horse-sized duck and then put a saddle on that. Mm, mm. Yeah, and like, yeah, break them. You, you you think so? I don't know, man. That's I know so. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know so. Oh, all right, yeah. All right. It'd be like one of those like uh, you know, like one of those vehicles that can go on water and on land. Oh, and nice. Could, yeah, yeah. Be, okay, like a Final I'm Fantasy going. kind of thing. Right, like a like a some sort of mode of transportation. Just my, just me, my homie, save some yep. gas money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, here's a question. All due respect, because I, I understand that you do have a girlfriend. But this question is from the strongest dork. Does being a UFC fighter get you more chicks? Does being a UFC fighter get you more chicks? Uh, um... <laughs> careful, careful, no, careful. I- I don't know. I don't think so. No, nope. no, nope. no, nope. no. They do not. No, do not. No. All right. Are you winking a lot in the camera? I can't tell. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I mean, like, sometimes there'll be like girls in your DMs and stuff, and like, especially like the big thing is like girls that like you like grew up with or like known you since high school. They'll uh, be like the ones that like didn't mess with you in the past. Now they're like, oh hey, what's up? Like, what you doing? And I'm like. Not you. <laughs> Damn. Cold, yeah. Garrett. Cold. Yeah, nice. it's, yeah, it's mostly like the ones from the past, not like the you know, newer ones, you know. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Good question. Good answer. Rain, what do you got? All right. Next one is from EV Love. Does Sean Strickland have a greater chance of beating Israel Adesanya or becoming the president of the United States? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Man, uh, I think they're saying that because, like, obviously it's very hard task for him to climb. So it's like a rhetorical question, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say, honestly, like, I just, I kind of, I'm kind of rooting for Sean Strickland just because I want to see just like the havoc that it brings to the UFC. I like drama and I like the underdogs. So um, I, I kind of want to see him win. I don't think he will, but it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see what happens, especially like the UFC just put, uh, Adesanya on their cover. Yeah, of and UFC so, 5, the video game, right? Yeah, UFC 5, about. like the bonus yeah. edition or whatever. 
So, yeah. I mean, that would kind of be like a bomb in their plans. But, um, no, I would say probably uh, neither to both. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, it, here's the thing. I'm rooting for Sean as well. Uh, I do. I think he can get it done. Although I'm really not happy, Garrett. Just before we started this podcast, uh, I think it was his coach posted something or, or was quoted in an interview of saying, "Sean has to do." This is Sean's coach. He says, "Sean has to do everything right, and Izzy has to do a few things wrong for us to get the win." I'm like, that's that's not super <laughs> great confidence. I mean, no, but I, I want Sean to win, man. But he said there's a way to win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is. There is. I, I, yeah, and the odds are really good, Rain. So if you want to make some good money, uh, bet the farm on Sean, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. lose it all, or go go rich, or get dry trying, or die. What is it? Get rich, or die trying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, movie. I don't know. Die, die in poverty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next question. Um, who? Okay, this one. You are in the bantamweight division, which I was just arguing with people online, as I always do, Garrett. Uh, I was arguing people because someone was saying bantamweights, uh, not a great division, whatever. I'm like, I don't know. This person must be insane. To me, bantamweight is always one of the most exciting divisions uh, forever. But a question that, again, this was the strongest dork, but I picked this question because I like this one as well. Who is the bantamweight goat aside from yourself, Garrett, which we know that's going to be the answer in a few years. Yeah. Dominic Cruz or Aljamain Sterling? Um, I mean, like, ah, mm. Aljamain Sterling. What? Really? Yeah, Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I just think, like, skill wise, like, uh, Dominic Cruz is very talented and he's a good fighter, but I wouldn't say that he was the GOAT. For sure not. I think there's other people that ahead of him that could be the GOAT rather than him. Like, I think even TJ Dillashaw did a lot of steroids and all that stuff. I think he even places higher than Dominic Cruz. Okay, Garrett, steroids takes you out of the conversation immediately. You're gone. It, I'm keeping it, keeping it in the conversation still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, all right. Uh, that's a good one. Like, uh, no, like, who was, it, who was it before TJ Dillashaw? Um, uh, Barrow? No. Oh, is that a, yeah, yeah, true. That doesn't count. No. That's another one, steroid. Uh, like, not be able to use some kind of ruined his career. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I guess it's between those two. I'm going to have to say Alderman Sterling, though, just because Alderman Sterling faced, like, tougher competition. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and he had the ability to finish fights, which Dominic Cruz didn't really. Uh, there you go. There you go. That is what yeah. I appreciate about you, Garrett, is that you finish fights. I do mm-hmm. like that. You have like an 80, 90% finish rate, which is fantastic. So yes, keep yeah. that up, my friend. That's the plan. Yeah. Rain, uh, next one. That's a good segue to the last question from match number one. Who is next? Oh, who's next? Ah, uh, man, I have no clue. But I'm gonna let my manager decide that. Kind of like you don't get to pick in the UFC, mm-hmm. not at my level. They bring you a matchup and they say yes, or you're gonna get a tougher matchup if you say no. Yeah. So the answer is always yes. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty tough neg- negotiations, but it doesn't matter who it is, doesn't matter where it is or when it is. I'm going to come out and put on a show. That's damn straight. And it's gonna be this year. You're hoping. I, I heard in some other interviews you were hoping to get one in before the end of the year. Dude, for December. Yeah. So uh, my management came up to me right after the fight because uh, Jason House, he was in my corner, my agent. And he's like, so, man, he's like, great job. He's like, when you want to get back in there? November, December. And I want to get on 
uh, December card. I think they have a show at T-Mobile Arena. Or team, yeah, in Vegas. Uh, I don't want to fight in the Apex. Hopefully, I did enough to not fight in the Apex. But if I have to, that's fine with me. I'll still be able to go out there and do what I do. Yeah. So uh, looking at, I think it's like December 18th or so. Nice. Ooh. Good. That's a nice Christmas present for all of us that we will be able to watch you fight again and, and, and kick some ass. So that's good. Yeah. I was going to get one in before the holidays. So, nice. so I could kind of celebrate the holiday. Exactly. Exactly. Good, yeah. man. I'm excited for you. I think that's going to be good. Uh, I did want to ask, and I don't, I don't want this to be weird, but did you feel in any way that they were looking for you to lose by putting you up against an Asian in Singapore? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sometimes I get the um, feeling like sometimes they're sending some people to kind of lose for people that they might want to push at the time in the venue. And then you just ruined uh, everything if that's the case. I mean, no, no, I don't think so at all. Um, no? no, I think obviously they want to have uh, Asian fighters versus like non-Asian fighters so the fans can root for one way or the other. But oh, I um, okay. yeah, I, I think it was more so like just like getting the crowd excited. Uh, I want to say they, they definitely did not bring me in to lose. Um, and if that was your plan and their plan backfired. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was so happy when I saw you in there, but you're right. Yeah. I guess it was like an Asian against a non, even this weekend, we've got a lot of like uh, Australian fighters fighting non-Australian fighters. Right. So yeah. And then UFC Paris for all European fighters versus European fighters. I think it's kind of shoots. You got to think the card was uh, aired on their time zone and their time frame, And so um, like they're going to tune in if they see more Asian fighters. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was so happy for you, man. Your fight was incredible. Uh, before we let you go, uh, Rain, is there anything? I'm going to ask my favorite final question, but is there anything that you would like to uh, ask, Mr. Garrett? Yeah, I have uh, two questions for you. The so first one will be, during your fight against Kazuma, the announcers kept saying it's just a matter of time that you're sensing a finish. Did you actually feel that? Did you feel that it was just a matter of time for you to end that fight? Because you finished it in like, what, four minutes and 16 seconds of fighting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've like, no, because I never feel like I'm, um, I have like a weird perception. Um, it's like, I'm like the top that like, if I hit, I could hit somebody a hundred times and get hit once and I'd be like, damn it, I got hit. <laughs> um, so like during the fight, I never think about how I'm doing, like if I'm killing it or not. I just kind of go on autopilot and I just go fight. Um, and like now that like I'm getting more experience, the biggest thing for me is seeing the damage on their face. That's how I know that I'm doing, I'm getting better. Um, I'm doing a, a decent job because um, I've had fights. One was in CFFC where I destroyed this dude, like 10, seven him in the first round, almost finished him. Um, and then he actually ended up submitting me in the second round. Unfortunately, he came back. His name's Mateo Vogel. He just fought on contender series. Um, but during that fight, I remember seeing the damage I was putting on his face. And that was like the main thing. But at the same time, like I was felt like I was losing because I got taken down once. And so I was like in such like a hurry. And that was ended up being my downfall of the fight. But for this one, uh, no, I just kind of keep, keep like level headed and I stayed way more calm this time. So I didn't try to like hunt for the finish. Um, definitely when I told him to stand up and he didn't stand up, that's when I knew I had yeah. it back. But um, I like you know, kept it the same. Cause if I feel like the finish is coming, then I try to force it. And mm -hmm. if I force it, that's when I crowd myself and I, uh, I don't perform well. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. I like what you said after the fight though. You said I hit like a truck. <laughs> Cause I, uh, yeah. you, were, I were, you were looking at the announcers and you said that, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah well, I told him that in the interview, the pre-fight interview, I was like, <laughs> 
I'm fast, I'm accurate, and I hit like a damn truck. And they're like, uh-huh. That's yeah, awesome. That's the first thing I said to them. They're like, yeah, you do. <laughs> That's awesome. And then you said earlier um, that you're a bartender by night, I guess. I mean, I'd like to say by day, like UFC fighter by night, but technically you bartender. Yeah. Then again, like being a UFC fighter, I guess it's technically by night too. But anyway, how do you balance that? You know, because you have like your day job and then your dream job, right? Because you, you get to do both. Yeah. But how do you balance? How, yeah. How do I balance that? Uh, well, I only work a couple days a week and it's a really low key bar where it's closed by like 11 o'clock most nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I just, I balance it because it just makes me want it so much more. I feel like uh, I remember whenever I was waiting tables in Florida, like my biggest thing was that my feet would hurt Monday morning because I just worked 30 hours over the weekend. And feeling that I was like, because I would jump rope and I remember jump roping was always the hardest thing because my feet ached. Mm-hmm. And then it made me grind even like harder. Like it, um, it put myself above the people that didn't work or the people that like didn't work at all. You know, they just trained and I'm like, I'm going to outwork you out, out to the gym and I'll outwork you inside the gym as well. And so that was like a big thing for me is that like, I was so proud of like being able to do both and like, cause I've been doing it for years. Um, and so like now that like fighting is a little bit more financially secure, uh, I don't have to work as much, but I, I still enjoy it. It's a huge network op- networking opportunity for me. I met a lot of great people. Um, like I met a guy through there that I uh, got to take a tour of the the MLS team in Kansas City, um, and now oh. I get to go like yeah yeah. So now I get to go hang out in one of their uh, their box seats uh, here in oh, a couple weeks. Very nice. And so it's like a great way to network people, meet people. Like I'll give people my Instagram nonstop, so it builds my fan base and. Um, it, it helps me get better at answering questions fighting related because I get about 30 times a day. People think I'm like joking that like I get asked about my cowflower ears all the time. So I got it in both ears. I assure you not. It's probably about 20 times a night. People ask me about it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. People have no filter. Nice. And uh, a good segue into that, Garrett, I have your Instagram handle scrolling along the bottom. So for those listening on audio only, it's at Garrett Armfield 135 as Thank he you. is Appreciate the that. Bantam way to watch. So make sure you do go follow him, give him lots of love and support. Garrett, we always shout out our friends of the podcast as you as you have fights in the future and stuff like that. So we'll always keep people apprised as to what's happening yeah, please with you. Do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, of course. And uh, before I ask you my final question, Garrett, is there anything that you wanted to say to the fans, viewers, and listeners of the yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out, to, shout out to everybody that supported me along this way. Thank you to my friends, my family. Uh, follow me on social media. Shout out to all my sponsors. Um, I really feel like I'm going to be able to bring a lot of excitement to the bandwidth division. So I'm excited to put on shows for the fans and guys, please come in, reshare, tweet this video, do everything to get the word out. Yeah, man. Like I love getting to know you because I've seen you in other interviews. And when I was researching about you, like I'd look at some other interviews, but I feel like here we've learned a lot about mm-hmm. you. I really like, yeah. and you're, you're such a great personable guy. Uh, my final question you. before we let you go, Garrett, the final question to you is something I asked everybody that's coming on the podcast. Now it's a question that my mom used to ask me like my whole life growing up, Garrett on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you? 10. Oh, ten. yes. 10. And would you like to expand a little bit upon why that is? So? Um, yeah. Cause like, uh, this has always been my dream. And so, um, like I said, when I got signed to UFC, it was a 10. Like, I straight up cried in my hotel room before I went down to the Apex Arena. Like, it's just, like, tears of happiness. Like, I, I made it. Like, all those 
uh, nights where I was like, again, with work, so exhausted, like being broke. Whereas like I went to school and I got a degree and I'm not even using it. And I got like all these like student loans to pay back and all of this stuff. And like, I see my friends like buying houses and like getting these nice cars and doing all these things with like whatever, you know, they studied and whatnot. And like, I was like, no, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. I know it will be like, uh, just like keep going, keep going and uh, I'll pay off. And it, um, you know, like not even like financially, but like, just like, uh, just being so proud of that never gave up and like see my parents proud and see my family proud. That was like a big thing with, uh, getting to the UFC. And then I hadn't fallen a year and I had a couple of fights pull through and I was like, shit, like, uh, like how, like, like I'm here and like the hardest thing is staying in the UFC. Like I just like, you know, you don't know until you know how the fight's going to go. And then, um, like, like I said, I've always been like confident in my abilities as a fighter, but I just never had the pop, like the platform or opportunity to show the world who, who I am. And so, like, the fact that I was able to, like, go accomplish that, and now it's, like, like, I, like, kind of changed the trajectory of my career. Like, I went out there and performed extremely well, and now, like, people, like, know more who I am, and, like, the UFC is going to respect me a lot more. Um, and so that's why I'm, like, just, like, completely happy that, like, this is a dream I've had since I was a kid, and I don't have to use a backup plan. I can do this, and, like, it just, like, brings me complete happiness to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's beautiful, Garrett. Rain, you're smiling yeah, ear to ear. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. a nice thing to oh. hear, right? No, it's a nice. It's it's so yeah. nice to see people achieve their dreams, you know. Because there's you. always yeah. going to be obstacles, challenges. But if you don't give up, you know, when you don't give up, you make yeah. it there. Oh, as you just don't ever give up, you eventually make it. Like yeah. again, it, this getting to the UFC was harder than anything I could have ever imagined. Being 18 years old, you know, way harder way more many obstacles and especially with COVID and everything and losing mm-hmm. fights. Oh, wow. It was like the hardest thing I've ever accomplished. And I think that just makes it so much more sweeter. That's right. I thought when you said you had achieved all your goals, I thought you meant getting onto the fight insight podcast, but that's, <laughs> I mean, I won't. That was up there. That was up there. Is it close? Is it close? Yeah. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. And my next goal is to put back on the show too. So, ah, well, Hey, Garrett, you are always welcome. My friend, thank you so much. I've kept you much longer uh, than, than I had uh, told you. All right. right. I can ramble sometimes. No, it's good, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're an absolute gentleman. You're a killer fighter in the cage, man. You are, you are a real guy that people need to watch out for. I know that not everybody always watches the prelims. I tell people they're stupid, like watch the prelims. That's where the action happens. Garrett, you are the man to watch, my friend. So congratulations. Good luck in Hogwarts Legacy. I hope that it downloads <laughs> yep. for you. No, you still got you still got a few gigs to go. All right, man. We will uh, talk right. to you later. Have a good yeah, one. Thank you guys so much. Have a great Thanks one. Thanks so much, Garrett. Have a good one. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. See ya. What a good guy. Yeah. What a great guy, man. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, we got to on. meet his cat, Bear. We got to meet Bear, who is very, very cute. The bear cave. Yeah, it was <laughs> bear cave. Yeah, that was adorable. Uh, Rain, let's see what is going on. I do want to say uh, next week on the podcast. So if you're here because of Garrett, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for uh, if his girlfriend is watching. I'm very sorry that someone asked that question. Very inappropriate, but it was good to know. Uh, next week on the podcast. So if you are here for Garrett, thank you. Uh, follow, subscribe, do all that. Like we have great guests every week. Next week, Rain, it is a very different podcast, I think, that is going to happen. I did confirm it today. There is a girl out in Mexico City. She's a fighter. Her name is Maria Favela. Mm -hmm. I saw her 
maybe a year ago, a couple years ago, she was fighting in Calgary at some event and she was kicking ass in uh palace Athena. And um, I was like, this is a girl to watch and following her on Instagram, seeing, you know, cause I know this girl's going to make it, you know, she ends up getting cancer and she shares it online that she's going through cancer. And then she keeps up with the Instagram stories and like, she's going through the chemo and everything's going crazy. I'm like, Oh my goodness. You know? And so I'm kind of following her now thinking like, Oh, I want to, you know, give her support when she's sending out these messages because she's really being open and honest online. And then um, I'm watching a fight and Sean Strickland, who we're talking about today and who's fighting this weekend, he, in his last fight, he wins. And then he goes on the interview after. And first thing he says is I want to give a shout out to my teammate. Who's, who's battling right now, Maria. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know that she trained it. Then I see her training and now she's gone through the chemo. She is cancer free. I think she's got a few more sessions but she's going to come on the podcast next week and talk about her whole uh, journey and everything that's going on. And I saw her last week. She was in UFC Paris. She went to Paris to help corner a girl. Um, so like, it looks like her life is on the up and up and she just seems like such a positive person. So I'm very excited to have her on the podcast this week or next week. Wow. I'd, I'd love to have that chance to talk to her too. Well, you are invited, Rain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm really excited. And, uh, she's someone that I've been following and I just think like, it's really cool, you know, what she's been mm -hmm. doing. And you think like all the people that she's probably inspiring and motivating on her social media. So very excited next week, Maria Favela is coming on. And she also trains with Sadibu C, who's another Ooh. former guest of the podcast. And I saw her taking some photos with him. So it's kind of cool how small this world is, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, friends of the podcast update, do want to give a shout out to rageworksnetwork.com. So we're there. We tell you all the time, their audio podcast network, rageworksnetwork.com. Go check them out for podcasts like ours and other podcasts that are amazing. So go check them out. Uh, this is very weird. Friend of the podcast. He's been on a few times, smiling Sam Alvey. He unfortunately is kind of best or not best known, but he's unfortunately known for losing quite a lot in the UFC, but they never cut him rain. Mm. Uh, he kept losing and they kind of just kept him on and he was finally released by the UFC. He then goes into some other promotion and wins a fight right away. So congratulations to him. I'm so happy, but he is now fighting at karate combat on September 16th. Now, Rain, I see that you're not giving me too much reaction here, but I don't know that Smiling Sam has ever kicked. <laughs> He's a very punch-heavy fighter. <laughs> so it's very strange to me that he's in karate combat, but God damn it, Sam, I love you, and uh, I hope that you go kick some ass. Literally kick some Literally. ass. Literally. <laughs> Literally do it, man. But for those that don't know, Smiling Sam is fighting in karate combat September 16th. I've never watched a karate combat event, but I may have to watch this one because... I will be very interested to see what happens. Uh, last friends of the podcast update. You may know her ringside rain commentated or sorry, announced the whole show at UNF on yes. uh, September 2nd. Yeah, that was September 2nd. Yes. This past uh, Saturday. This yeah. Past Saturday. Yeah. That was my very first uh, pro MMA show. So right. Because yeah. you were doing the amateur shows. For mm -hmm. UNF, but then this one was Amis and pros. Amis, and then we had the pros too. And you did so, it all. 
like 12 fights. And then we also had um, Killer Cam. He's like the youngest ring announcer in the world. And he yes. announced um, our main event. And yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, I, I was very, very happy after the show because, you know, in my head at first, I was like, okay, you know, I've never done a pro show. And then the other part was a lot of fights. I don't know if I'm going to have voice still. I don't know if I'm going to have my voice after the show. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going towards the end of the show, but no, everything went well. The fans love the energy. I mean, the fighters, I saw, you know, I saw them feeling my vibe and it, it's really cool when they feel the energy of when I'm announcing their names. Cause that, you know, tells me that I'm, you know, getting the job done. <laughs> Yeah. And you were kicking ass. I was following along. Like, I, unfortunately, I was out that night, but I was, I was kept checking my phone. And I'm looking uh-huh. at the Instagram stories and I'm seeing up next fighting, posting you announcing. And then every time they would show a clip of like a winner be called, there you were. Very, very cool. Uh, so there was also something very exciting that happened because it was the very first female fight. Yes. For yes. up next fighting. So what happened yeah. there? Oh my God. We had our, um, first uh, female bout between, uh, Brittany Victoria and Autumn Norton. Yeah. And it's really cool because Ashley Evans Smith was also there and she, uh, was part of the, um, the, um, play by play or, um, analysis during this fight. And so I remember, um, after the fight, you know, um, Ashley had requested for all, uh, all of us to take a picture. And that was such a, really nice moment because you know we had a female ring announcer and in our first female fight and then oh there's a there it is the photo is there ashley too who you know was a commentator for that fight so it was very very special for for all of us no that's awesome it was amazing ashley evan smith one of my favorites she was on this podcast one of probably one of the best podcasts we ever did in our early days you know, mm-hmm. like she was one of the coolest guests that we ever got. She's such a good person. But yeah, that was so amazing to see you three. I know. Uh, and can I say you're killing it in the up next fighting blue color jacket. Oh, like thank you. <laughs> very smart of you to kind of color coordinate with up next fighting. That was on purpose. No, actually, I've had oh, that jacket for like years. Okay. I'm gonna, I, I, hold on. I'm going to edit this out. And now you need to answer differently. Okay, right. So, Rain, you, you color-coordinated that jacket with Up Next Fighting? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. No, it looked good. Now, it was not shiny or sparkly, though. No, but so, like, um, I don't know if you noticed, but I have, like, a little butterfly uh, brooch. A brooch or something. Brooch, I don't know how you pronounce it, but, yeah. yeah I have. Oh, you can't, oh, you can't see, see it, it there. But I'll share on my social media, but uh, I... I have that butterfly thing on my jacket and I actually bought a few and then now I'm going to start putting it on my jacket every time I do a show. So if I'm not wearing something sparkly, I'm going to have my butterfly with me. Something. Okay. Okay. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Very cool. Uh, Can I say that this is the the winner of the fight that was on that photo, Autumn. She has agreed to come on the podcast ring. What? I reached out to her and I said, what the hell? You're the first girl to ever fight in UNF. You're the first winner. You got a photo there with my good friend, Ringside Rain. I said, can you come on the podcast one day? She goes, of course. So, what? Rain, yeah. Oh. So, so you m- must have made a good impression because she didn't say, no, not with that girl. <laughs> you know, so that's good. Uh, but the whole night went well. Everything was yeah. good there at Up Next Night. It looked crazy. Like, geez, yeah. Louise. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's really it was a really great show. Um, everyone enjoyed it, and um, you know it, it's always a good time when I'm with my up next family. It's it's a it's such a family atmosphere there that you know you just enjoy what you're doing. You know, yeah. and I think that's what makes it 
that's what makes the show really good because everyone is just having fun, you know, and then you yeah. see the fights and the fights are all good too. Yeah, no, the fights look amazing. Like it's crazy. So yeah. uh, very happy. Do we know when you will be next with up next fighting? Is there, is there anything planned? Do you know? No, not yet. I don't know yet, but as okay. soon as I find out, I will let you guys know. All right. Last time you didn't tell us until like <laughs> a week before. So, you know, keep us up to date. People I know. Really know. I, uh, out. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy that uh, started following us and w- has been talking to me actually a little bit. I don't know what he does for Up Next Fighting. Dusty the Rapper? Oh, Dusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, okay, um, this guy has 4.3 million followers. <laughs> so shout out to Dusty the Rapper. Uh, but yeah, he was liking a, a bunch of our stuff. And then I reached out to him. And I said, hey, man, you're there. Uh, he said he's some- he does something for them. He does advertising, promotion, and marketing or something. Do you know? Uh, well, I see him a lot, and uh, okay. I've met at him. The events, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I've, you know the events. So, and he's, mm. you know, it's, it seems like he knows like everyone. And then I got to meet him. He's so so nice. So yeah, I, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, he might be watching this podcast. So shout out to Dusty. Hi, Dusty. How's it going, my friend? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Very cool. All right. Well, I'm very happy for you. The event looked amazing. Everything looked very cool. So congratulations to you. It, it looks like it went very very well. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Did you get to meet Ice-T? No, no. He was there in the backstage, I saw. No, that's like a different um, different event, I think. Oh, was it a di- Oh, okay. They were Unless it was, from I'm not else? sure, to be honest with you, because I oh, okay. wasn't like, in that area, but I don't, I don't think it's from that same event. You I'm must have been thinking. busy hobnobbing with other uh, special I was probably people. like in the rain. Or oh, okay, not- sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else do we got going on today? There's a few things I wanted to talk about. Uh, Sean Strickland kind of related. We were goofing because we said, is he going to become president of the United States? Because Mm -hmm. he's been doing a ton of media rain, like a ton. Mm -hmm. And can I just tell you something? Um, unlike our guest next week, who's using social media for a very positive cause and like probably her own mental health, but as well as to kind of help others and inspire others. I do have a problem a lot when people start to go on social media a lot. Normally it's females who start to do a lot of bootylicious photos, you know, like, right. A lot of bikini stuff and things like that. And I have noticed, you know, I do put like a few bucks here and there on fights. I will bet against girls that are doing that a lot because I always think, I always think like, well, technically they do lose a lot. And I always think like, maybe they're not so focused. Maybe they're a little bit thinking about other stuff. They're trying to transition into other stuff a little bit, you know, and it seems like it takes their attention away. Mm -hmm. Sean Strickland is on social media a lot, way more than he ever did doing videos, which I'm sure you're not filming them in one take, you know, like it probably takes a while. Like he's doing all these fancy videos with like him, you know, wearing shirts saying Sean for president and he's doing all these, like cutting all these promos rain. How much do you think this is going to impact his ability to win the fight this weekend? Um, probably a lot because I feel like if you're losing your, (laughs) if you're losing your, you know, um, your focus on like what you're really supposed to do, um, then, you know, I don't think you're going to get the job done. You know, not like not yeah. just like for him, but like for everyone. Like it's 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 the same. It's like I feel like if you lose your sight on the prize, it's like, oh, okay, somebody else is gonna take that prize from you. Yeah. And like, you know, people will say, like, oh, well, you can only train so much in a day, you can only mm-hmm. um, you know, 
eat healthy so much in a day. Like, you know, there's, there's obviously downtime that he can be doing this stuff, but I don't know. I run this stupid little podcast ring. It is 135 episodes deep. And my wife will often say like how much time this is taking up in my life. Like it's not as easy as, you know, one hour of recording mm-hmm. and then posting it. There's a lot that goes into it, you know, mm-hmm. booking all the guests and doing all this and planning out the schedules and blah, blah, blah. Right. Working with co-hosts that are so difficult, you know, such as yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's a lot. So I would think that if Sean Strickland is busy putting out all these posts and stuff like that, somehow it's it's mentally taking up space that he's doing this stuff. And I just wish he would stop doing it. Like, because it, it, it always seems too that he's got like a lot of planned jokes, like that things kind of come off a little bit planned or whatever. So I'm like, how much are you planning this? Like, I need you focused, man. You're like, I, it's really good odds if you bet on Sean. So I'm betting on him because I need to make money. So <laughs> I need him focused. But um, have you ever, I know you're kind of new to MMA and stuff like that, but have you ever noticed that? Like, do you question people when they're posting a lot and like, excessively posting have you noticed that a bit i mean i've noticed people doing that but um you gotta look to see if they win after that's the kicker yeah and because like to me it could be because they know they have an upcoming fight and they're trying to promote themselves yeah that could be it too um so maybe i don't know if he's trying to go to the influencer route too, because he's probably seeing that there are some influencers that are like actually getting the spotlight too. In, yeah. You know, in the fight scene. So that's, but he that's doesn't have the thing. to do that. He doesn't have to judge. He's a real fighter. I know. And that's the thing too. Like, you know, we'll hear young fighters and they've come on this podcast saying like, well, Hey, the more in- social media influence I have or the so- more social media followers I have promoters will like that and they'll sign mm-hmm. me for more fights or they'll blah 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 right because they know that i'm going to bring with me an audience but kind of once you're there once you're fighting for the world championship in the ufc i wonder how much stuff you need to do unless it's like to do an ad for something like unless you're holding up your bottle of prime and you know drinking it and trying to get money off the endorsement that's different but when it's just like comedy skits is that what we're just um, trying to do right now? Trying to get permission? me? Yeah, Prime. I would like some <laughs> money. I'm drinking this stuff. Honestly, I hated this stuff when I first started drinking it, but now it's like kind of like grown on me. It's pretty mm-hmm. bad. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't, I don't like Sean doing it. Um, but we will see what happens for people that are going to say, "What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking about?" I I can name out a few: Mar- Marina Moroz, Itsuki Harada, Taylor Starling. Those are three that come to mind that we're doing a lot of you know, not only fan stuff, but or I think they do maybe, but like that kind of like borderline nudity stuff. Yeah. And it's like a lot. And then I'm always wondering like, how, who, why do you do this? Like what? I don't even, they don't get money when you post on Instagram, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure unless that is kind of like their ad for people to subscribe, you know, to, to oh, to something content. else. Like, yeah. Something. That could maybe. be it. Cause like, I don't know if they have other jobs aside from like, you know, what, you know, God knows. Yeah. I don't know. But like, you know, you got to pay the bills. So but, um, we could go, we could go down that road a lot, Rain, because uh, I don't know about that. But in terms of like, I, I'm not, I'm not so keen on the girls doing that for money, but um, sticking to Sean Strickland, he fights this weekend. So if you're hearing this, this is going to be on the Thursday, you know, on that Saturday, he's fighting for the title against Israel Adesanya. Mm-hmm. 
just a quick topic we'll touch on. If Sean Strickland wins, Israel Adesanya will have lost two in his last three. He lost to Alex Pereira, then he won the title back, mm. then he would lose to Sean again. If Israel Adesanya loses, there is no way I feel like he should get an immediate rematch for the title. He'll have lost two of his last three. I don't care how dominant he was before that. What do yeah. you th- What do you think, Ringside Rain? Uh, you know, you come from the world of wrestling, professional wrestling too. I even there, I hated always seeing the same matchups all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if he's, I think you, you got to give somebody else a shot. Yeah. And um, at this point, if he can't like get the job done, you know, um, then you know, let somebody else try. Yeah, and I don't I don't care whether he loses like in a flash knockout. I don't care whether he gets murdered the whole time. And I don't care whether it's really close. Frankly, I don't even care that it's a robbery split decision or something. Mm. If he loses, that's you've lost two out of three. I don't think you get a rematch. Let's get some new blood in there. Let's see some other fights. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's fair that he continually tries to get a rematch or a fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that way you're always headlining the pay-per-view. You're always making the big money. The other way I look at it is we talk about fighters and we want more fighters to make more money. Well then stop giving this guy the headlining. The money. <laughs> yeah. Like I, and I get that he deserves it because of who he is, but like, look, if you've lost two of your three, let someone else take it for a bit. Yeah. Let's see where the, let's see where the, the division goes, you know? Um, yeah. That's, that's all I would say. Uh, what else do we have? Anything else that you wanted to talk about? I know I'm excited for our, our next guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I let do... me know when we're going to talk to her, so I can. Oh yes, I will book it. I will book it with you right after we're done this. Um, I did want to say one last thing. I know we're running right down on time. I did want to give a shout out to friend of the podcast, former guest of the podcast, Judge Mike Bell. You may oh. know him as referee Mike Bell. Yes. He was a ref at Up Next Biting. I messaged him. I said, hey, Rain is my new co-host. And he was like, she's amazing. She's so He was singing your praises. So I did want to publicly say that. He says that you are kicking ass. So I just wanted Aww. to share that with you. Thank you. Yeah, now we follow each other on um, Instagram too. And it's really nice when you get to meet people, you know, at events and you learn from them. And I I always appreciate when um, I get to double check, you know, the, um, um, the uh, results of the fight with the refs. Cause that's like my last, like, you know, my, my last step before I actually say, okay, this is the official, you know, winner, whatever. Um, But like, they're very patient with me, like Mike Bell and Chris Levin. Actually, I think uh, that was his first um, professional, um, uh, MMA as a referee too. That's his professional first show as a professional. I'm 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 screwing this. Up. That was his first. <laughs> but why? What's he doing? What's he doing? Show as a referee. There you go. Because I think he was I've... doing the amateurs. Oh, okay. Yes, because yeah. I've seen him now. For those that don't know, because um, you got to kind of be old like me to know who Chris Levin is. Maybe he's one of the OG fighters in the ufc he was in uh ultimate fighter season one he was the bad boy of the ultimate fighter show reign this guy was insane the crippler chris Levin, and went on to have an incredible career in the ufc mm-hmm. fought some amazing fights is he a maniac in real life a maniac no <laughs> he was he was really really nice was he flipping tables throwing people through <laughs> 
Because he did that on the show. Like, he's crazy. He's, he's a good guy? He, he's a very good guy, yep. Yeah. Didn't do that there. No, no, no. no? I just okay. remember my husband, um, he said, oh, um, that's Chris Lieben. I was like, yeah, he's the ref. How do you know the ref? <laughs> <laughs> what are you following refs? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> but uh, no, um, congratulations to him too. Um, nice. Yeah, did you, did you, are you guys uh, following each other on Instagram? Did you become um, friends? I just like, follow him on um, Instagram. I don't know right. if he had followed me back, but you know, all I don't right. expect a follow back anyway, but no, I'm just saying like it was really social like- media <laughs> etiquette, right? Like the hell Chris <laughs> Lieben get, let's get Chris Lieben on the podcast. I would love to have that dude on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, but yeah, Mike Bell, um, Chris Levin, and um, Raphael Davis. Those are the three refs um, from our last fight. They're amazing, and all the refs that I've worked with, um, they're all amazing. Um, but yeah, it's really nice when you know you meet new people, and then they tell you, "Hey, great job!" and "I really like your style." La 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 la. And you know, because I'm new in the MMA scene, and um, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it is hard to get feedback. I'll tell yes. You. Right. Because you never know whether people are just blowing smoke. Right. Or whether they're truly being genuine and honest with you. Right. Yeah. So you want feedback. But yeah, I'll tell you, Rain, they, people would have no reason to say anything nice about you to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so if someone is out there saying Rain's kicking ass, Rain's doing a good job to me. That's that's got to be honest feedback. So, Aww. you know what I mean? I would think so for sure. Because otherwise they would just go, oh, that's cool. Rain's your co-host. Like. That is true. Want? They're not. Yeah. 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 No, same thing with um, Mike Bell. You know, when we message each other on Instagram, like he, you know, he didn't have to like, you know, tell me that yeah. you know, I did a great yeah. job, you know, but yeah. he did. So that was very nice of him. So, yeah. And as we try to spread positivity in this world, look, if you've got something nice to say about people, go tell them. Go you know tell I mean? them. Like, take the opportunity to say something nice to people because it changes their day, changes, maybe changes their lives. Who knows? But, yeah. you know, be a good person, help people out. That's, that's what we want, right? That will be the focus of next week's podcast as well with Maria, which I'm very excited for. Uh, Rain, that is all for today. The whole day, I, I don't know if you could hear, but my cat Evie was sitting here snoring next to me. She's uh, quite quiet, but she, I can hear her little snoring. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear so her. I keep, so I keep looking down. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's it for the podcast. If you're listening on audio only, we will end it here. But on video, uh, I will put up a couple of videos here that you can click to, to take a look at some of our other great episodes. Aside from that, next week, we will be back with uh, Maria Favela, with some other great topics. Sean Strickland may be champion and president of the United States. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen, Rain, but thank you so much for joining. It's been great. And uh, again, congratulations on your up next fighting. Ah, oh, thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>